Welcome to another episode of Tipsy Ball. We are a group of high school friends who started a podcast to do our two favorite things, drink and talk basketball. How you guys doing today, fellas? Doing well, man. Henry, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Our stay-at-home restriction for Los Angeles is lifted. Which hey. I, I personally don't agree with, <laughs> but um, hey, you know, I am not in that position to make those calls. Henry, you gonna, <laughs> we going to go to the bar or what? Yeah, I'll see you at Copo Chan Friday. Is it raining Friday, though? It doesn't matter. We, get, we, we have tents. We have tents around us. <laughs> uh, anyways, please, please do be safe, even with this order being lifted. Uh, LA is still a hot zone, hot spot here. Uh, so, you know, be, be, be responsible. You know what I mean? Nah, man. We nah, man. We, we going out. <laughs> we going out. <laughs> oh man anyways uh, yeah we are back with uh with our wednesday episode good to be good to have phil back here on a regular program scheduled programming here for I'm wednesday glad, i'm glad you can make it tim yeah uh definitely dealing with some stomach issues panda express man it, it got me <laughs> got me last night uh you know i don't i don't know why but uh Hey, but Tipsy, tip, tipsy Ball Media loves Panda Express, not a sponsored <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah, that's not from all of us. That's just yeah. Tim's personal opinion. Yeah, that's Tim's personal yeah, opinion. So I, I will not be having Panda for a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, um, yeah, good, good to be back. Um, unfortunately, just for all our listeners, I will be absent for the next couple of episodes your boy is headed out to tampa bay for the super bowl um, yay, yay. got chiefs got bucks uh i think it's gonna be a good game uh yeah man it's just gonna be exciting i'll be out there for eight days doing my uh work for the nfl out there so um yeah i'm excited um at the same time there's a lot of protocols and restrictions in place for us employees so it'll be interesting to see in terms of entertainment wise what i'll be able to do on my leisure time outside of work but uh, just just yeah. make sure you uh follow robert Kraft wherever he goes <laughs> i actually don't know if he will be joining this year there is a good amount of people uh i'm sure that will not be attending because of the covid but you know, we'll mm. see who will be, who will be then, joining then follow year. gronk that's the uh, solid number two <laughs> Well, Gronk is with the Bucks. He's actually playing in the Super Bowl, so I don't think he'll be doing a lot of <laughs> things outside of training and preparing for the big game. <clears throat> and, and partying. <laughs> maybe maybe exactly. after. Maybe after the Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe after. Maybe after for sure. All right, fellas. Well, before we get into our uh, you know major storylines here, let's go ahead and uh, get your beverage of choice for all our listeners. If you guys like to join in as well, uh, please go ahead and uh, yeah, pop open a, a fresh uh, cold beer, or you can join in on the shots here uh, with Phil and Henry. And yeah, let's let's get this going, guys. What do you got over there, Henry? Uh. I'm almost done with my white claws, and then two bottles of soju. There it is, Phil. What you got tonight here? Got the soju, man. Got the soju. All right. Well, well, cheers, cheers, fellas. Cheers, cheers. <clears throat> I can't wait to pay sixteen dollars again for a bottle of soju. <laughs> 
Wait, why do you play pay sixteen dollars? Dude, when that's you go to the bar, that's bar. how much it is. That's how they cost, man. <laughs> when you go to any like any uh, Korean bar, that's how much that shit is. It's crazy. The six pack. It's 18. been so long, so like I don't even remember it was that much. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, the six the six pack. Uh, at a market is twenty two dollars. So, dude, do you realize that oh. when we first started going out when we were twenty one, um, and this is gonna kind of date us, but like it used to be like ten dollars a bottle, and yeah. Now it's mm. gone up over one hundred fifty percent. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, think over fifty percent. Korean business owners finally realized the money comes from soju bottles and not their food. <laughs> so, <laughs> smart idea. That's why there's always those happy hour deals that they do with, with the Soge, you know yeah. what I mean? But, um, all right, fellas. Um, yeah, I think we got a lot of things to talk about today in this episode. Um, definitely want to do a, a recap of some of the surprises so far for, you know, the first month of the season. Um, I think there's a lot of, lot of storylines there within, um, you know, the NBA so far. And um, first of all, I think, Let's go with some of the teams that have been disappointing so far. You know, I think um, to name a couple, we have the Heats, Pelicans. Um, the Nuggets had a slow start, but now they are definitely uh, getting back in the right direction. So I wouldn't put them in the disappointing uh, spot anymore. But let's let's key in on the Heats and the Pelicans. And I'm going to start with you first, Phil. What do you like so far about the Heats? What don't you like? And kind of give me, moving forward, what do they need to do to get back on track? Yeah, I mean, obviously they've had a slow start because guys have been injured, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's definitely something, you know, you can't predict. This is such an unpredictable season. Uh, you know, you have fits and starts all over the place. So mm-hmm. I understand why their record is the way it is. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. And mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, with all the injuries that they've had, Jimmy Butler being out nine straight games, you know, Avery Bradley missing nine straight games, mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo missing some time, Tyler Harrow missing seven straight games. It's like, dude, what do you really expect from this team? Uh, yeah. You know, yes, they made the finals last season, but you also have to realize that in the regular season, they were fifth last season. Um, so you take a fifth place team from last season and you take away their best player and some of their better supporting cast. And yeah, they're gonna struggle a lot. Um, so it's understandable. Yes, they could have played a little bit better. Uh, maybe been eight and eight. Uh, that's probably mm-hmm. like the best case scenario, missing all these guys, mm-hmm. but six and 10, eh, it is what it is. You know, I'm not too worried about this team mm-hmm. once they get uh, all their guys back. I think it'll take a little bit of time, but at the end of the day, uh, to me, they're still going to make the playoffs. And, you know, I don't think this team really cares who they play in the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as they can focus on getting their game right, I think, you know, yeah, they have a chance. Um, so something that I've liked, um, obviously, Bam Adebayo. I mean, that's kind of like all... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, like yep. the, that's like the biggest It's been the positive. Bam show with yeah. everybody Literally out, the Bam so. Bam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anybody that has Bam in fantasy must be loving it because he's just putting up monster stats right now. Uh, especially me. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> The, the last game, like he was, he went off for 41, right? Against mm-hmm. the Nets. Yeah, and I still lost. Yeah. Well, and you're you just not MPJ a good back. fantasy manager. So, uh, you I'm know, that, that's on you. Um, yeah. And then something I don't like, um, 
I don't know. I can't really nitpick this team so much just because their talent level is so mm -hmm. low without all these guys, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like really the thing that I don't like is obviously this COVID situation. Um, I mean, it's not just like, obviously it's affecting the whole world, um, mm -hmm. but it's also affecting, uh, you know, the NBA season. And yeah, I mean, it, it kind of sucks when this team's been hit by, by that plus injuries. Um, mm -hmm. So they've had so many key guys out. Henry, thoughts on uh, Nunn and Goran Dragic, right? Last year, Nunn started. Dragic came off the bench. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of got flipped this season or towards the end of th during the bubble in the playoffs. Goran Dragic started, obviously, and made his impact there. Do you – in none of the last couple of games, it seems like he's, he's kind of getting back on track again. What are your thoughts on – should he be starting or should he be coming off the bench? I think the change is basically how they're implementing Tyler Hero. Um, I think we talked about this, I think, earlier. But I just, I don't, I don't like him in the starting lineup. Mm. I think none needs to start and then you bring Goran and, and um, Hero off the bench. And the reason why I like that is because Nunn's like, he's a pretty gritty guy um, and he, he can get shots. But I think what's lacking for that team compared to last year is that like pop off the bench, mm. which Goran and um, Hero provided for them. Um, and like, I mean, he, I think I, we talked about like how they're starting Hero because yeah, like he's, he's going to be good in this league, but is it the right move right now to insert him in there to, you know, try and get them back to the playoffs and ultimately back to the finals like i don't know if that's like the right move um but i mean maybe uh you know like i think it's just like to phil's point you know there's a lot of injuries you know um jimmy butler's been out because of the covid protocol so that's definitely hurt them but I, I just that starting five just looks like they're not meshing well i think it's just there's too many people trying to facilitate whereas i think when you insert none in there it's kind of like Jimmy Butler is initiating the offense. And then once he kind of takes like a backseat, then you insert Hero or Goran into the lineup. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, that starting kind of unit that they're running out now um, be able to finish games off. So I just don't like the pace they're playing with. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think a big piece, and I know he's not doing that great, um, is Jay Crowder. Um, I think that was a huge piece that they lost. I think they're still trying to figure out who that four guy is going to be. Um, I know Kelly Olenek, uh, he's been, like, hot and cold. <laughs> so, like, he's not doing the job. And then they signed, uh, what's his face, the pretty dude. Myers uh, Leonard. Myers Leonard to that contract. And he doesn't even play any minutes. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. what are well, they he, doing? He, he has been injured as well. Um, so that's another thing, Myers Leonard. Um, and to your point about Kelly Olynyk, yeah, trust me, I feel it, man. I've I've <laughs> held on to him on my fantasy team um, because when when um, when Jimmy was there, he was playing well. Uh, when mm -hmm. they had you know all their guys, he was playing well because he's the type of guy that kind of adds. He 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 adds to like star players. You know what I mean? Like once you can draw defenses away, he's that stretch big, right? So he can get a better yeah. look. Mm -hmm. um but with this type of like talent around him he just doesn't get as clean of looks and that's why he's struggling shooting 
Um, yeah. So I, I, I've held him because I think that once they get their guys back, he'll look a lot better. I think the team will look a lot better. But yeah. even thinking about it, um, I know I said that, you know, so, I think this team will be fine and they'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I kind of have an issue. I had an issue with them last season, uh, even though they made the finals. Um, but I have an issue with them this season still, just because when I think about their four guards, uh, when they're fully healthy, it's just such a small lineup. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I think they kind of got away with it by the creativity on defense uh, that, that that Dan Craig brought uh, last season, which was their assistant coach that heads the defense. Uh, he now heads the Clippers defense. Um, but I think they got very creative uh, with the zones and whatnot mm-hmm. and the trapping and just kind of like, you know, all the stuff that they threw at the offenses, um, their opposing offenses. So, uh, man, when you think about Goran Dragic, who's 6'3", um, Avery Bradley, who's 6'3", mm-hmm. Tyler Harrow, who's 6'3", and Duncan Robinson, who's like 6'4", mm-hmm. or 6'5". Kendrick it's, Nunn, too. And Kendrick Nunn is a six foot. Yeah. So it's just like, dude, yeah. that that four or five-man rotation for the guard spot is just so small. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have, if you're going to run Bam at the five, he's like a 6'9", uh, center. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're running Jimmy at the four, basically. Uh, then at that point, uh, with Duncan Robinson probably running at the three. So it's, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough, uh, even when they are healthy. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I know that they're going to make the playoffs, but it, I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if they get bounced in the first round. First round. Mm-hmm. Got it. I think, um, yeah, just like looking at small sample size so far to the season and seeing some of these teams in the east um brooklyn nets 76ers milwaukee bucks boston celtics yeah they're definitely it's gonna be tough to get out of that first round so yeah and if you're talking about yeah they're starting off six and ten let's say they end up in like the six the six or seven spot you're gonna be probably playing philly celtics or the Nets. brooklyn yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that's gonna suck for them that's why Jay Crowder was a huge piece they lost. I don't know why they didn't resign the man. Yeah, well, I think they should have as well. That's their loss for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, another team, fellas, the Pelicans. The Pelicans been mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. tough. It's been tough to watch them, guys. Oh, they're um, so disappointing, man. Yeah, very disappointing. I think a lot of people had the uh, had high expectations for this team, especially with Zion and company. Um, I'm gonna start with you, Henry. Yeah, give me some of uh, your your take on what you like so far, what you don't like, and what they need to do moving forward to creep back in into the Western pl- uh, Conference playoff discussion because right now they are far from it, far yep. from it. Uh, this is a pretty easy answer for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like nothing about this team. <laughs> Dang. I okay. I think I think everyone, even um, Brendan Ingram. Um, Brandon Ingram and Zion, Zion. have regressed mm. tremendously compared to last year. And literally, I think it's the wrong hire. I Stan think Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy is an issue. Mm. I don't think mm. he was the right coach to come in and groom this team. Um, it's just like, it's just like there's no, co- there's no coherency in terms of like, how he's trying to run this offense. And there's like no buy into defense at all. 
So it's like every player, like Brandon Ingram had a breakout season last year. Mm-hmm. Zion, we were like, wow, this guy is going to, the, the ceiling is like the, like the limit, man. Like this guy is going to be really good next year. Mm-hmm. And they both literally have taken such a far step back. Like I would be very, very concerned <laughs> right now about Stan Van Gundy's leadership about this team. Um, I think it's concerning to the point where, you know, the record is literally showing them what I don't think like they should be in that spot. I I would think they should at least be contending at least in the, you know, eight, nine. Yeah. Five and 10 spot. Yeah. Mm, Um, Yeah. I just, I just don't like what he's trying to implement. Um, I just think it's, I mean, Lonzo ball is (laughs) not going to help his cause, but I just don't like his offensive schemes and just how he's utilizing Brandon Ingram and Zion. I just, it just seems too old school. Like, mm. I don't think he's adopted to how he can mold these younger talents, like, into, you know, new age schemes. I just think it's just old offense that's not working with this talent. Mm. What have you liked so far, Phil, from, from this team? If any, if there is any. Um, I've liked some of their young guys, like uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that... We got a chance to see a little bit more of them, and it makes me think that you know we've heard the the, the rumors in recent days that um, they're looking to shop um, certain people like Lonzo Ball, uh, JJ, JJ Redick, mm-hmm. Eric Bledsoe is a possibility as well. Um, so it, I honestly think at this point, um, this team needs to go young, right, in order mm-hmm. to fit the timeline um, mm-hmm. for when they're ready to compete. Which, you know, Brandon Ingram is young enough. Uh, I think he's like 23 or 24. Um, Zion is only 20. So I think that getting younger guys in there, like Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kira Lewis, who they just drafted this season, is probably a smart move. Because, you know, even even if you try to come back from this, let's say, you know, they end up in like the 10th seed, um, mm-hmm. which I highly doubt. Um they're not going to make the playoffs. This team isn't going to make the playoffs because they don't have the shooting on this team. The spacing to me, like, I just don't like it. They don't, I've, I've been saying this to you guys kind of all mm-hmm. season, they don't have enough shot making. Yeah. Um, JJ is supposed to be that one guy that's supposed to be hitting shots and mm-hmm. he seems to have fallen old. off a cliff, yeah. dude. He looks <laughs> like, old out there, guys. He looks he, old, I mean, old. he is 36, so like yeah. he, he should yeah. be regressing. It's showing now, for sure. Yeah, he should be regressing and it, it is showing. But one thing I really um, don't like um, is Stan Van Gundy's... I don't know if it's Stan Van Gundy's system or if it's the players not being aggressive enough. They're just not running. Right, like they were, they were, they were in the top five in pace last season. Mm-hmm. They're in the bottom five in pace this season. Um, so I don't know what it is. It it may have to do with defense. Uh, maybe they're not getting enough um, defensive rebounds. Maybe um, and being able to run. Maybe S- Stephen Adams is slowing them down because he is kind of like a, a big dude um, and doesn't you know run that fast. Because they they were running more lineups with Jackson Hayes last season, um, where this this guy can run for sure. Like he's young and he likes to run, um, but yeah, I don't know what it is. But if it is if it is Stan Van Gundy, I would say this for sure is one point um, that he should look at trying to fix. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, like 
I get what he's trying to. I get what he's trying to do. I get why New Orleans brought him in because even though they were fast and paced last season, and that's how you know they looked a little bit more promising, they were still losing a lot of games because they couldn't operate in the half court, right? Um, so this season, I don't know, man. Like I, I get that he's trying to build them up to be a better team in the half court, but they also need to play a lot faster. Uh, it needs to be a, a mix and match of these things. You know, you briefly discussed trade possibilities for this team for Lonzo and JJ Redick. I think there's been rumors uh, with the Clippers along with the Warriors. Um, and I'll start with you, Phil, with your Clippers. I think we all kind of agreed it, it, it would be an upgrade for you guys to get Lonzo. I think there's some rumors about um, Lou Williams, a uh, couple draft picks, and that would. What would that look like for your Clippers if Lonzo gets traded to the Clippers? Yeah, for me, he he kind of. So this is this is kind of where I see uh, Clippers being a little bit weak. Like Lou Williams right now. He's not providing the same type of offense that he was in mm-hmm. past seasons because he's mm-hmm. playing a different role, right? Like, yep. he doesn't. We're putting the ball in the uh, in the hands of PG and Kawhi a lot more, and so mm-hmm. Lou is kind of playing off the ball a lot, um, and he's trying to facilitate more. Which, yeah, he could do, but is not his strengths, right? So, and then to that point, if he's not really scoring um, and not having the ball in his hands to make a lot of plays then really he's just kind of hurting your defense. Um, mm-hmm. So if that's the case, if, if we don't need a guy that needs a ball in his hands um, but is a liability on defense, then I would rather bring in Lonzo Ball where he could provide you better defense and rebounding in that second unit um, and just kind of really all he needs to do is be able to bring the ball up the floor in that second unit, set up the plays, and then you know just be able to make 30% of his threes. Really, that's all he needs to do because, <laughs> yeah, that's all he really needs to do, which he's, even though he started off bad, I think he's shooting yeah. like 28% on threes, as bad of a start as he's as he's had. Um, and I think that number will kind of go up a little bit. Um, I, he's probably going to end up somewhere between 30 and 35% from three this season. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's an upgrade, just being able to, you know, get a better defensive and rebounding player in that second unit so that there's just no holes. Um Yes, if he shoots under thirty percent, then that's an issue. Um, but I think his shooting will will get up as the season goes on. Hmm. <sighs> Henry, some discussions with Lonzo Ball, Kelly Oubre for uh, a Warriors and Pelicans uh, trade. There, what would Lonzo Ball look like in that Warriors team if that does happen? I think it's a pretty similar fit to literally what Phil described on the Clippers. Um, it's literally Curry's not the best defender, but now you have you insert Lonzo in there now to be able to bit guard kind of the bigger point guards of the league, or even shooting guards actually. Sorry, and then at that point, yeah, like Curry, like I said, Curry's like he's good at creating his own shots, but he's more deadly when you know Draymond Green is kind of facilitating the offense and he's kind of coming off these pick and rolls, and that's when he's at his deadliest. So to have another player that could facilitate the offense outside of Draymond, um, yeah, it's I, I think it'd be a good match, uh, match uh, fit for them definitely. Um, yeah, it's like if he makes at least thirty percent of his threes, good thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, they don't have Clay, so I, I, I like the fit. I, I think um, Uber has been playing definitely a little bit better, but 
I just don't see him fitting with what the Warriors are trying to do. Dude, um, so this is kind of the question, though. Like, isn't Lonzo and Oubre basically the same type of players? <laughs> they both have trouble shooting the ball, shooting, yeah. um, and they both play good defense on the defense. perimeter. So it's like, what, like, what, <laughs> that is like, what are we doing here? But but Lonzo does pass better. I mean, he, well, yeah, yeah, he, he does. Yeah. He can definitely yeah. do that. He does yeah, pass so. better. But then Kelly Oubre also does things better than Lonzo Ball, like finishing at the rim, right? So it's just mm. kind of like, at the end of the day, they are similar players to me. The only benefit to me that Lonzo Ball has over Kelly Oubre is that he's a restricted free agent um, at the end of the season. So then Kelly Oubre, he's an unrestricted free agent and kind of can go anywhere he wants whereas if Golden State got him and he's a restricted free agent he just had they just have a little bit more control um mm-hmm. in terms of kind of warding off some of these other people that want to sign him um and being able to match kind of whatever offers come their way so that's the only benefit to me I I really kind of see these guys as very similar to be honest you do bring up a, a good point there Phil yeah very similar in different ways um be interesting to see what does end up happening, uh, you know, when the trade before the trade deadline here coming up next month. But uh, all right, let's go into some teams that have impressed us so far, guys. And I want to start with the Utah Jazz. Jazz, they are currently second in the Western Conference with a record of 13 and four behind the Lakers and uh, one game ahead of the Clippers. Phil, let me start with you, man. Yeah, like give me some of the things that you've liked so far. What are some of your concerns you have moving forward with this team? Um, yeah, give me your take here, man. Dude, I like this team. I've told you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I told you guys, man. I like this team, dude. They remind me of the Spurs. Um, and mm. I just love the way that Donovan's playing. I love the way that everyone else is playing. I love the way that Mike Conley is so much more comfortable this season. Um, I just and love the, I just love the fact that they're just leaning into their strengths right mm-hmm. i said this last week too but they were number one in three-point percentage last season um they just weren't shooting that many of them and this season they're i don't know what the stat is but all the games i've seen they seem to be taking threes like half of their shots are threes that that's kind of what it seems like to me mm-hmm. um so they're really leaning into that and they're shooting the three ball really well yeah um, so for sure yeah so like i mean i think it was really smart of them to make that an emphasis coming into the season. Um, and they're taking good threes. It's not like they're just jacking up shots. Like, I love the way that they're creating these shots, right? Because Donovan Hill, I mean, Donovan Mitchell gets downhill and then mm-hmm. he's able to mm-hmm. touch the paint, draw defensive, defenses, kick out, right? For open threes or lightly contested threes. When you have such good shooters around you, man, like, those are great shots, right? And yeah. so. It, <laughs> Henry's favorite guy, Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal. Like, Royce O'Neal is a good shooter. Joe Ingles is a good shooter. Jordan yep. Clarkson is a good shooter. Yep. Mike Conley is a good shooter. Niang's a decent shooter. Like Everyone outside of their center position, which is Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors, who are probably, I mean, that could be like the best center line, like one-two uh, that mm-hmm. you could have in the league because um, both of them are just so solid on both ends. Um like, I just really like their center position, their depth there for those mm-hmm. one and two guys. Um, and then everyone else just shoots around them. Um, it, it, it's, to me, I, I love watching that team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just fun to watch to me. 
And even mm-hmm. and and then even when Donovan Mitchell isn't necessarily playing well, which means not hitting his shots, mm-hmm. um, they find a way to be able to win. We saw that last night against the Knicks. They were down yeah, big. They were down, they were down like twenty or something or eighteen. Austin Rivers went off. <laughs> yeah, they were down like eighteen or twenty in the first half, and then they they found a way to just kind of put it together. And, and Donovan Mitchell didn't necessarily shoot well, but he was able to get into the paint, kick out, get other guys involved, and they were shooting the threes and making shots, and they were able to ultimately win in a blowout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the end of the game so yeah um, that's just kind of like what the three ball does in, in the mm-hmm. modern era you're able to get uh, out of games like quickly you're able to get into games really quickly and this team being a good shooting mm-hmm. team more likely than not they'll be able to hit that three ball consistently mm-hmm. um so I, I like them man yeah henry mm-hmm. what are some of the concerns you have so far in this team uh i mean there's only two things that I can really think of about why I would be concerned of this team. Is one is it's the same, pretty much the same team from last year. Um, so it's not like you know they've added any more additional pieces, but I think it's literally what's leading to their success now is the buy-in defensively from every but they, player. But they've always been a good defensive team. Yeah, but I think this year, to be honest, I think it's just because I think last year was like kind of a flux, right? It's like they were kind of confused on how to utilize Joe Ingles. Um, like, they were like, do we start the dude? Do we do we put him on the bench? And then it was like, like, um, Connolly wasn't, like, he was kind of boo-boo last Yeah, they season. also didn't have Boyanovich last season. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I, I, I think they were, like, they were, they were good defensively, for sure. I mean, you're, if you have one of the best defensive centers in the league um, in Gobert, like, yeah, it's you're always going to be a good defensive team. But... I think, yeah, I mean, it's not a really big concern just because, like, yeah, they're second in the West, but it's, like, it's the same team. Um, so that would be, like, my only, like, kind of snipe at them is, like, they haven't really added pieces. Um, but well, Almost yeah. in a way by, by Mike Conley being able to play better this season, being mm-hmm. more comfortable with the offense and the system, that's yeah. kind of like adding a, a better player, right? Definitely. Um, yeah, and yeah. then Boyanovich being there now. Um, yeah. Whereas he was injured last season, that's adding another shooter. Um, so and you yeah. know it's just like it, they kind of did add without really adding anybody. Exactly. I think yeah. for me too, like experience, Donovan Mitchell, another year under his belt. I I think he, he's really taking that leadership role. He, yeah. This is his team. You know, he knows that, and he wants to continuously get better. He is shutting out all the noise obviously as for this season a lot of people doubting the jazz to be become a contender and you know winning that championship so i think he's really taking it upon himself to take this team really far this year and it's it's been showing so far on the court and it's been fun to watch them play um definitely i'm a big uh, spider mitchell fan too it's been it's been great to see him continue to build and get better every year and yeah, it's scary, man. This team is scary for sure. It's, and um, they've been beating good teams along the way. It's yeah. not fluke wins, you know, against, you know, a sub 500 teams. So I think um, the best is yet to come, you know, obviously still early on. And um, if they're hitting on all cylinders like this towards the end of the season, man, I would not out. want to face them in the playoffs. Yeah. Man. Watch out. Yeah, but- for sure. That's the thing. Uh, injuries, I think, is inevitable. But yeah, they just need to stay healthy, to be honest. Mm, yeah, yeah. But yeah, to your point, like Tim, like they're scary. Mm, and yeah. I think I think uh, to, I think you and 
Phil had great points of why this team's like been as great as they are this year. I just think everyone understands their role now. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows yep. what they need to do to help with this unit, whether it's Jordan Clarkson or whether it's Royce O'Neal or it's Nyang, like like and favors. Like they all know what they need to do to contribute for winning basketball. And yeah, it's 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 to be honest, it's beautiful basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing, like I didn't mention, like their defense at all. And Henry, uh, you know, thanks for bringing that up. Their defense is 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 so good because I don't see one defensive hole uh, in their whole rotation in their nine or ten man rotation, um, especially in the playoffs when you cut it down to eight or nine. They have no holes. I the, the the biggest hole is probably Jordan Clarkson, but he's actually made himself into at least a passable defensive player uh, mm-hmm. in the league. And and then his offense more than makes up for any holes that he yeah. has on defense. So yeah. mm-hmm. it, that, that's I mean you can't really say that about many teams in the league where you say nobody on their team is a liability on defense. Mm-hmm. Like in their rotation, I mean, is yeah. a liability yeah. on defense, and that's why they're a top five t- uh, defensive team uh, in mm-hmm. the league. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson definitely came a long way when he used to be with uh, <laughs> with the Lakers. So, but uh, good man, good for him. Yeah, good. He's really. Um, making a name for his for six man really, um, so we'll see uh, what that team looks like. But I think yeah, all three of us were in agreement of what this team can potentially be and um, how scary they are and what what kind of noise um, they can make will be to 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 be determined. But um, looking forward to 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 watching this team uh, moving forward. Man, I'm down for another Jazz versus uh, Nuggets showdown. <laughs> That would be yeah, amazing. That would be oof. That would be, be fun, fun, man. And, yeah. and, and we're seeing the the Nuggets also put it together, like you said, yep. Tim. Um, exactly. Yeah. They're starting to look like the team that we were expecting from yeah. them. Yep. I think the, I want to stay in the Western Conference here. The Suns, guys, the Phoenix Suns. As you know, CP3 was the big addition uh, for the squad, uh, along with Jay Crowder. He's been it's been doing great. Um, I'm gonna start with you, Phil. Yeah, what are some of the things you like so far from from this Phoenix team, man? They've been in most of these games against top teams so far. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've had a tough schedule to start off. Um, You know, they just had a back-to-back with Denver, which Mm -hmm. was, man, it was so fun. I I, I thought that they both played really high, um, you know, level basketball, and Mm -hmm. I would love to see them, you know, play in the playoffs. But... Um, I, I So this is what it is with these kind of like top Western Conference teams this season. All of them move the ball really well. They all shoot the ball really well. They all have good de- Dude, it's defense, like yeah. the Western Conference West is, is stacked, so man. tough, dude. Tough. It is so <laughs> tough. Like, But specifically what, what, what the Suns are doing is, I mean, it, it's kind of similar, right, to what I just talked about with the Jazz. They're doing a great job of facilitating getting into the paint and then kicking out um, uh, to these shooters. And they're playing a lineup with four guys that can shoot pretty much at all times. And then DeAndre uh, Ayton down low. And then once you have Saric back, it's basically nine guys out of their 10-man rotation can all shoot. Um, eh, Well, maybe because Javon Carter is not really a shooter, um, which, you know, he's a point guard, but... He's not really a shooter, but he brings, uh, you know, defense on their perimeter. So it's just like most of their guys are just shooters. I just love their their ability to space out. And when you have kind of prolific perimeter scores like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, 
you know, that, that's going to cause a lot of attention and give these guys wide, wide open shots. Um, another thing I'd like is DeAndre Ayton, man. Like mm-hmm. I said in the beginning of the season, he's not kind of living up to where he should be. But I think that him and Chris Paul just kind of getting to know each other more. Yeah, they're slowly um, getting it. Yeah. You know, on and off the court, they're, they're starting to get that chemistry. And mm-hmm. I, I loved how he played Dude, in that first— I loved how he played mm-hmm. in that first game uh, against Jokic, man. Like he, he, yeah. he, he, he looked like he belonged. Like mm-hmm. he's on the same level as Jokic, but like yeah. he looked like he belonged there. Like he as one scared. of the best he was centers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, it was amazing. I, I love seeing that. I, I hope that he can bring that because I think that being the number one pick um, in the in that 2018 draft, which we now look mm-hmm. back at and say, hey man, that was a pretty stacked draft, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. With Luka Doncic, Trey Young, Shea Gilgis Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Porter Jr., all these guys, yep. like I mean, he's he's also one of them. Like, dude, I, I love seeing this from him because I do want to see this guy succeed, um, mm-hmm. and I think he's on his way um, this season to mm-hmm. to being like not not just being like a guy that puts up stats, but being a better basketball player um, and having that impact um, on mm-hmm. the game. So I, I love that. Henry, what what has CP3 done for this Phoenix Suns team? For in your opinion, he's pretty much the quarterback. Um, I mean, he's the leader of this team. He's the voice of this team. He's the one that you know. If you make a mistake, he's you're gonna hear it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's like the point, right? I think in the beginning, like I was a little bit scared of what the Suns were, how they were performing, and I, and you guys made a point too. It's I think it's just it's gonna take time. Um, like I think CP3 being inserted into the Suns now, it's like they're finally kind of buying into what he's trying to bring in terms of a leader. Um, it's, I mean, Devin Booker, I know he's hurt right now, but he's starting to turn it up. Um, and yeah, Aiton, third years in, I, I think he's grown tremendously in terms of a defensive center this year. Um, I think he's finally buying into what, you know, Paul wants out of him. And I think that's leading to him playing better basketball as of late. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's just CP3, man. <laughs> like we give him so much hate for like kind of like his past kind of historical failures, but I mean, you insert that guy into any team, like they're gonna contend. Um, he did it with OKC last year, and he's gonna do it this year with the Suns. But is it necessary? I think Tim froze up, by the way. <laughs> but. <laughs> 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 I was like, Tim, is Tim just grinning at me? <laughs> uh, there you are, Whoa. Tim. You're back. Sorry, yeah, I, don't you know, I don't know what You're happened back, there. Bro. Yeah, sorry, uh, you were guys. you look so stoic there. I was yeah, like, wait, I was what's like, going on with Tim? I was like, is, am I saying something wrong? Like, Tim has a very uh, angry face at me right now. No, but what I was going to say is that is it necessarily Chris Paul? Like, yes, obviously he's going to help your team, but we saw this, this same type of... Um, team like in the bubble right like they went mm-hmm. they went eight and zero in the bubble man mm-hmm. like they should have made the true. playoffs in that last spot i would have loved to see them <laughs> in the playoffs although they would have lost but like i i felt like they were deserving of that playoff spot you know um but yeah i mean they were playing well already in that bubble and that kind of transferred over to this season and then you add guys like chris paul and jay crowder and you get you know that veteran presence and Mm -hmm. you know that steadiness of those guys and it just kind of adds to that but at the end of the day like yes i say like this team is good i like what they're doing but like i don't see them as one of the top four teams in the west Mm -hmm. yeah um 
Yeah, but at Which, the same time, like I also wouldn't want to face this team in the first round either. Like, yeah, that's can't also, overlook these guys. Yeah, sure. yeah, I definitely wouldn't but, want to yeah. face this team because, like, if in the, especially in the first round, like out of any other Western Conference team that you could face uh, in the bottom half of the playoffs, this is probably the worst one that you could face. <laughs> but that's but that's why you brought CP three in, right? It's like to your point, Phil. Like, yeah, in the bubble, they were playing great basketball, and I think coming into this season, like. Yeah, they're even if they make the playoffs, which they most likely will right now, given the current standing. There's, there's not they don't have that extra layer bump up to make it to the next level because I think they know, like to your point, they're not going to be the top four, five, or maybe five, you know, in the West. At most, they can kind of contend in that lower ranking and the seeding in that aspect. But what's going to get them over to at least to make upsets like the Heat did is you add CP3, you add Jay Crowder. You add veterans that know what it takes to grind in a seven-game series to get your team to the next round. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I agree with you. That's why they brought those guys in, to give them a chance Mm -hmm. to actually get out of the first round. And yeah, I mean, they do have a chance. Like, I'd be the first one to say that if the Clippers had to face them in the first round, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like, I would rather face, like, the Mavericks, or I would rather face... Mm -hmm. You know Portland. You know the, this is probably the the scariest out of that bottom yeah, half of teams. Definitely agree. Definitely yeah. agree. All right, fellas. Well, I don't think we're too surprised about the Lakers Clippers. We'll kind of put that one on hold here. I want to go to the Seventy Sixers Eastern Conference. As you guys know, Joel Embiid is playing at a MVP level this year. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's. Fair to say it's much of a surprise, but they've definitely currently are number one in the East. So um, there is that surprise there. And I'm going to start with you, Henry. What are some of the things you've liked so far with this team early on? Yeah, um, I I think I mentioned it earlier, um, but I just think everyone is finally realizing like it's 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 the MB show. Like he's the guy that's gonna take him to the promised land. Um, as much as, as as talented as Ben Simmons is, if you're gonna lean on this guy to try and get you to the finals, it's gonna be like, like the Bucks, right? Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude. I, that that I just thought of that. Imagine if you put Embiid on the Bucks. That'd be insane. Oh. <laughs> Oof. But, Seriously. Yeah, like that's that's literally I think the difference now is they're finally giving the keys to Embiid. He's he looks healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not resting him in back to backs anymore. Um, I think that's the yeah, biggest I, thing, though, Henry. Like yeah. he looks healthy, and yeah. he's able to perform like the guy that we've always thought he could be. You yeah. Know? And yeah, to to Phil, your your point as well. It's like yeah, he's finally buying in um, to actually like trying to get to that next level. Um, so, and whether that's like on dock or that's just like them not meeting expectations last year or whatever that driver is. Um, yeah, I, I really like what this team is doing. Yeah. Their schedule has been weak, but mm-hmm. from what I've seen thus far, like they have a good bench. They have a solid starting five. Like they, they look like they can, I mean, they look like they should be in the top three in the East. Um, but yeah, I, I I like what I've been seeing off of them. Um, minus Danny Green, <laughs> world champion. Well, <laughs> I know you have a lot of worries when it comes to the playoffs for this team, and obviously for the past couple of years they didn't show up 
they haven't been able to get over that hump. Is that still a worry for you going to this season? Or have they shown you enough where they're like, maybe this is the year they finally can get over that hump? Um, I haven't seen enough yet just because mm-hmm. I, it's, you know, it's so early on in the season and the games where mm-hmm. I have watched, uh, which I've watched a fair amount, you know, I've watched like six or seven games of theirs. And then uh, we're currently doing this podcast um, and they're in the fourth quarter uh, against the Lakers right now. Um, yeah, and I got to watch by nine. Yeah. I got to watch the first quarter and a half of this game or a first quarter basically of this game. Um, and the kind of big gripe I said last week was when it gets to the playoffs, like I don't know if anything's changed because I don't know if Embiid um, can handle the double team because historically that's kind of what stalled their offense. They go I, it has been Embiid's team um, in in the past. Ben Simmons, yes, like he was like also, you know, trying to find his role. And, uh, you know, we thought that he could potentially be, you know, a 25 point a game scorer. But obviously with his shot not being where we want it to be, that's not going to really come to fruition. So I think he's accepting Mm -hmm. that he's leaning into his strengths of like playing in transition, playing defense, rebounding the ball, doing kind of, kind of playing the uh, Draymond Green role, right? Yeah. His points at a career low, I think his average only like 12 or 13, but they're winning. They're yeah. winning. No, I mean, I think this this version of Ben Simmons is better than what he was mm-hmm. trying to be in previous years, mm. uh, yeah. which was he he was he was trying to be like oh like I'm this I'm 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 a star as well like I could score twenty a game yeah, uh, yeah. but you know without that outside shot uh, it, it's gonna you, be tough, you being yeah. a point guard it's gonna be yeah. really tough you know without you having an amazing post game. Uh, which he doesn't have. So I love the fact that Embiid is able to start off the season the way he is, but I still have concerns with how he's going to handle the double teams in the playoffs because that's mm-hmm. that's what's kind of stalled out their offense in the past. And what I did get to watch in the first quarter against the Lakers, um, there were two plays where they double teamed him. Like he was, he, was, he was starting to get off and then they started double teaming him a little bit. The, mm-hmm. the first play, they almost caused a turnover. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second one, he was able to pass it out. But that's more so, I think, like because the Lakers threw a soft, uh, a soft double team at him, and then LeBron yeah. didn't push over uh, to that open guy, to that open wing player, um, where it's easy to get a steal or block off that that pass to force him to try to turn around, and then you know then he has less options, right? So like I, I haven't watched the game. Obviously, I need to watch more of this, and as the season goes on, I want to see how he handles this double team, the double yeah, teams. Yeah. But if he's able to play these double teams better. They have a better shooting cast now, right? Especially mm-hmm. one guy being Seth Curry, right? And yep. then Danny Green, like we know that historically, yes, he's been a good shooter. Um, he had kind of a down year with the Lakers in terms of shooting last season. Um, so if he's able to pass out these double teams, get the ball moving around the perimeter um, and get a wide open three, then yes, then things have changed for the Sixers in the playoffs. But until I see that on a consistent basis, then yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same thing for me. Got it, all right. Well, before we go into some surprises so far in terms of players, let's get a let's get a shot here. I think, you know, obviously uh, kind of lacking in, in, in the drink department here tonight, fellas. Dude, I, I, I've, been, I've been drinking soju while <laughs> we've been having these conversations. Rude, <laughs> rude. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. All right, guys. Some surprising names so far that have been doing well. We have Christian Wood out of the mm-hmm. Houston Rockets this year, averaging about 
23.8 points per game, 10.7 rebounds per game, about 1.7 blocks per game. Henry, give me, is this sustainable for Christian Wood uh, for the rest of the season? And uh, what do you think, what is attributing for this bump in his game this season compared to last? Yes. <laughs> Literally, I, I think he's a, he's a talent. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Pistons were idiotic <laughs> to move this guy mm-hmm. and replace him with Plumlee. Um, it's just mm-hmm. mind-boggling. Like he's kind of like like Chris Boucher of this. Like he's he was like Chris Boucher is a Christian Wood of last year. Mm. Like you could see the raw talent in the guy, and it's not like his IQ looks like it's like um like low. You know, like I like he mm. looks like he understands the facet of the game and there was glimpses of that last year that's why everyone was like trying like why are they not playing this guy more minutes like literally he was playing about 20 minutes and he still was putting up decent numbers and now yeah in houston they're giving him almost 30 minutes a game Mm -hmm. so this is literally what if you take literally what he did last year and you double it like that's literally what he's averaging right now like that was what he could do um, so yeah, it's very, I think it's sustainable. I think the Houston Rockets found a great power forward that they can build around. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I'm still shaking my head on why the Pistons did not keep him. If they, they kept definitely him, went, went, went an interesting direction. And as, as you can see, their standings reflect that with only four wins in the regular season so far. Like, no, but I mean, honestly, I feel like that's the direction that they wanted to go in, though. Um, uh, like, yes, I, I do find it perplexing that they didn't, you know, re-sign him because regardless of if they signed him or not, I still think that they would be bad, right? Like, he he he's not going... He was... You know, look, they were bad last season, too, right? They were really bad last season, uh, they would still be really bad this season, uh, even with the addition of Jeremy Grant, um, mm-hmm. because that's still what that would just add another center, yeah. right? <laughs> like, like I mean, let's say that he's he, you don't sign Mason Plumley and you re-sign this guy, you still have a very big imbalance on their roster of centers and power forwards yeah. against wings just, and 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 point guards and shooters. <laughs> they just guards. have to do a full rebuild, get just, Blake out of there. Just like, call you know, up but, the. Albert Pujols of basketball, dude. It's Blake Griffin. <laughs> look, look. No, but they are they are rebuilding this season. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they are going to have a top three pick, hopefully, in, in mm-hmm. when it comes to draft time. And, yeah. you know, from all, all that they did this offseason, even getting rid of Luke Kennard, who they didn't want to pay because mm-hmm. they want to rebuild, right? Like, yeah. and then getting yeah. rid of... Uh, who was the other guy? Um, Bruce Brown to the Nets, right? Like getting mm-hmm. rid of him. Like these are young guys that they could have kind of built with, but they said no. We're gonna we're gonna rebuild. We're gonna get rid of these guys that we were gonna have to pay uh, in the upcoming offseason, and we're going to try to get you know fresh draft picks. And and this offseason, I think they added four first round four. draft picks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so right. they they just signed four first round draft picks this past draft, and then they're looking at probably another hopefully top three pick this coming off season, um, which this is a great draft to, to be in that position because mm-hmm. any one of those top three guys, I'm telling you, man, those guys are going to be really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. I love Kate Cunningham. I love Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. He seems kind of like a, um, 
I don't know. I wasn't that high on him coming into the season, but he's performing really well. You also have, even at number four, probably Jalen Green, who went straight to the G League. We're going to get to see him soon enough once the G League starts up in a few weeks. Um, so it's, man, this this draft is so top-heavy, and like mm-hmm. it's also deep, too. Uh, it's a good draft to be to have a top it's, pick in. But it's not football where the last place team gets the first <laughs> yeah, pick. Yeah, it's a lottery. So, uh... It is a lottery. <laughs> yeah, for no, sure. for sure. But like, yes, even if you end up in the in the top three and you fall out into that fourth spot, let's say, that's what I'm saying. Like this this draft is is so good that even getting that fourth pick is yeah. going to be a really good pick. Yeah. Like, let's say Jalen Green is that fourth pick. He's probably going to be an all-star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right, fellas. Well, I think uh, another player here that I think over his career have kind of got a lot of criticism, Zach Levine, right? Zach Levine is definitely putting up big numbers this year, 27.4 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, and about 5.3 assists per game. Henry, you were a big believer in the Chicago Bulls before the season started as you I have am. them in your top eight. Do, do you think it makes sense for the Chicago Bulls to trade him in this trade deadline, you know, while his value is high? And do you, yeah, is this, I don't know. Zach Levine has just been very interesting for me throughout his career. I think the potential has always been there, but there's always just something also missing. So, yeah, give me your take on this guy, man. He's to me he's like a poor man's James Harden. <laughs> like like this guy can put up buckets. Mm. Um and he's athletic as hell. Um I, it really depends, right? I I think it really is going to depend on what Billy Donovan wants to do with this team. Is it let's full out rebuild cuz if then if that's the case then yeah, they should try to trade Levine and get as many assets in return. If it's Let's let's only rebuild pieces so that we can complement Zach. Then, mm-hmm. no, you keep the guy. I mean, to be honest, yeah, he's he's having a stellar season this year. But I mean, to be honest, in comparison to last year, he's other than his assist being slightly up um, and having a higher field goal, it's Zach Levine. <laughs> that's that's what he does night in and night out. Um, isn't so, isn't it kind of the contrast that we have between stats um, and then the eye test, right? Like mm-hmm, with Zach Levine, mm-hmm. isn't 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 yeah. he kind of like one of the purest forms of that? Like, yes, he's averaging like twenty seven points a game, but at the same time, when you watch him with your eye, it does he look like one of the best players in the league to you? No, no, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So yeah, it's just exactly, like you're right. So it's like, it's kind of like, to me, it's, this is the issue that I also have too, like on my own. This is, I mean, this is kind of like a little rant here, but like, I hate just looking at stats, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you can have a bad team and you you could, bro, you could average 30 points a game on a bad team, but you might not even be a starter on a good team, Mm -hmm. like on a championship Mm -hmm. contending team. You know what I mean? That that's kind of that's kind of how crazy things are, like with stats. 
Like yeah. to me, I would rather have the eye test. Like for and and then DeAndre Ayton to me also like even though his stats are down from last season, he's a better player than last season, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's the eye test, right? Like how yeah. like how do they impact the game? And to you, Henry, like la- from the last episode, Giannis, bro, <laughs> like stats, man, like stats are great. Stats We're are great. The East. We're gonna have this conversation great, again, bro. But like he doesn't have a huge impact a game on the game especially mm-hmm. against good teams dude like mm-hmm. you know that he's not going to be the guy to go to on offense down the stretch of a game against a good team like he just can't get it done like th- these are the things like like this is my whole thing with like stats and like eye tests like and i've been kind of like more aware of this this season because I think this is the most basketball that I've ever watched, right? Because we're doing this podcast. Yes, I've watched a lot of basketball in the past, but like I kind of more so relied on uh, from not being able to watch all the teams on a daily basis, kind of relied on stats, right? To be like, oh man, like this is crazy. Like this dude's averaging like 28 a game, 27 a game. Yeah, like yeah. he must be a good player. But then when I do finally get to watch him, like they're like, I'm like, oh shit, like he doesn't look like a guy that averages 27 points a game. Right, yeah. and then I'm just like, oh, like maybe it's just a it's just a bad game for him. Like maybe he like plays better on other nights, right? Um, because I I get to watch this guy less. But like this season, I've watched the Bulls probably six games, you know, five or six games. I've watched every team in the NBA probably this season at least five games uh, this season. So I've watched my fair share of Zach Levine, and like he's he's the same player that he was last season. Uh, which what, is he's the, which is he's, he's not a winning Harden. basketball player, but he's going to give you <laughs> stats. Yeah, he's a poor man's Harden. That's why I said like it's the, what makes a a player elite like CP3, LeBron, Kawhi. They, if they have to shoulder the load to carry that team, they will do it. These guys can put up the numbers, but they can't shoulder the load. Mm-hmm. Well, it has and to contribute Harden. to winning. Like that's the thing. Like if you're yeah. gonna like you have to put up yeah. numbers, and it has to contribute to winning. And, and and Tim, thank you for you know not coming back to me with that Christian Woods question because I I don't I don't think that he contributes to winning. Like I said, mm-hmm. like whether he stayed on the Pistons or not, he they would have been in the same position that they are now. Like yes, he's getting stats, but when I watch him, bro, like it's the same thing with Zion too. Like right now, like. He doesn't contribute to winning, even though he's shooting like 60% from the field and averaging 21 a game. Like, man, like when I watch him on the other side of the floor too on defense, he's not he's not doing it. Like and partially that is part of the system on offense, like because there's not enough spacing, but defensively, the the other half of the game, this guy is fucking terrible. Right. So like and even you and even like if you average uh two blocks a game. Uh, or one and a half blocks a game like Christian Woods is, is averaging, that doesn't necessarily mean you're a good defensive player, right? Correct. Like Allen Iverson averaged two steals a game. Did we think he was a good defensive player? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, but in all, in all fairness, the Houston Rockets have a pretty bad team, right? <laughs> well, I think, let's be honest, I think that... But that's the whole know, point of what I was to, talking about, right? Like yeah. between like being on a bad team, having good stats, yeah. and actually contribute to winning. I think that segues into the last player I want to talk about, guys. Russell Westbrook, guys. Russell God. Westbrook, man. He's my boy. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, uh, 30% three-point field goal range, 
<laughs> free throw 61%. Um, he's this Wizards team Ooh. is bad, right? And I do feel bad for Bradley Beal because he is definitely a star in this league and he's with boo boos, like really, really boo boos. Um, Phil, yeah, let me start with you, man. What. What do you do with this cat here, man? I, I just don't know anymore. Russell Westbrook has, I think, uh, a great definition of stats. Purely yeah. stats. Yeah. And that's it. Like, even yeah. with the eye test, like, there's maybe a couple things that he brings value to the team. But overall, he's just, yeah, he's, he's just whatever, right? Yeah, honestly, like, I'm a huge believer that he should never have won that MVP. That was <laughs> based purely on stats right Mm -hmm. like dude i mean yes he did get that team to the playoffs Mm -hmm. but honestly like that's why i i i cannot like even even if a team like gets into that six spot seven spot eight spot and a, a player like has great stats I can't endorse them getting getting MVP. Like for me, mm-hmm. like the MVP does they they need to be one of the top three or four teams. Like I know mm-hmm. I said that last week they need to be at least average or above, but like I really in my heart I don't believe that. Like mm-hmm. I I know that that's just kind of how it goes in the NBA, right? Yeah. Um. But anyways, getting back to Russell Westbrook, man. Like this. But dude that was is, five years ago. <laughs> he yeah, was that younger. Is, Yeah, and he was a better player at that point than he is right now. But, like, this guy has fallen so far off the cliff. Like, I I, I sent you guys that text yesterday, right? Like, he has 163 points in the whole season on 163 shots. Attempts, yeah. That's wild, dude. On 163 (laughs) attempts. That's fucking crazy for a guy that is getting paid 40-something million dollars a year. And then his team is also <laughs> only has three wins. What the Wild. fuck are yeah. we doing yeah. here? Like, and I yeah. do feel bad for Bradley Beal, like you said, but to that point as well, like how good really is Bradley Beal? Because he's also mm. another guy I feel yeah. like might be good stats on stats a bad driven. team, right? Mm. Because even when he hit, when he did have John Wall um, and they were both uh, playing really well, right? This was pre-injuries, John Wall. Mm-hmm. Yes, they made it to the second round. Yes, they did kind of test the heat, but at the same time, they, you know, like how how good really are they? Um, mm. So I I'm kind of curious. Um, I don't know the answer to be honest because I do think that Bradley Beal Beal is a good player. Um, but uh, one other one other thing that kind of gets me is that he he really needs to have a team catered around him. Kind of like Donovan Mitchell does. Mm. He he he's similar to Donovan Mitchell to me. Um, mm. You need a really good supporting cast around Wait, him. What, Westbrook or Beal? Beal. Uh, Beal. Okay. Beale. Okay. Like, cause Westbrook, there's dude. You can surround him with fucking LeBron and AD, and he would fucking hurt the team. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I mean. KD and Harden. No, that's why. That's why I was like, I thought you were talking about Westbrook, and I was like, there's no team that would want to rebuild. No, and, and and so that kind of gets me to this point where I want to ask you guys, like, obviously Westbrook is untradeable. Um, mm-hmm. So where do you go from here with, with Beal? We've we've heard like, I mean, I said to you guys, I think they should just trade Beal now um, before he demands a trade. Um, where do you think this team goes from here? 
I do believe Washington needs to trade it. They, they have to go a full rebuild. Uh, they can't do a full rebuild just because of Westbrook's contract, so they're stuck with him. But outside of that, I think they have to move on from Bradley Beal. Uh, it's just there's no point. At this point, they're last, dead last in all of NBA. Um, and it just doesn't make sense for them to keep hoping that you can build around Bradley Beal at this point. It's, yeah, it's because it doesn't fit the timeline, right? Like Correct. because they've they've gotten young players through yep. like the lottery in the past yeah. few years, yep. but there's mm-hmm. even those guys are so far away from being ready to be yep. a, a, a a starter on a contending team, mm-hmm. or not even a contending team, but a playoff team, right? That it just doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. Like I, th- I think before you hit the red button, though. And you're like, we got to do full rebuild. You got to fire our fellow anteater, Mr. Scotty Brooks over there. Yeah. yeah. Fire yeah. that dude first. Fire that dude yeah. first. Get a coach that can somehow. That's, I mean, I think any, I think Luke Walton's even better than that guy right now at this point. <laughs> Hire a coach that can mm-hmm. at least get this team to somewhat contending. Honestly, yeah. that's and a good at, point, Henry. At, and at that point, if that still fails, then yeah, you got to let go of Bradley Beer. You're right. Definitely, to gotta definitely give um, some heat to Scotty Brooks. He has yeah. not. He's been, always had yeah. heat. I'm surprised he's lasted past last year. I don't yeah. know why this yeah. team kept that true. guy. True, yeah. true. Yeah. That's very true, man. That. All right, fellas. Definitely, there was a lot of a lot of things that we talked about there. But uh, let's go into our shoot your shot segment of the night. Um, just a little, uh, I guess. Heads up, 105-104, Philly up, 19 seconds left, fellas. Um, good game over there. Is it gonna, is it, um, whose possession is it? I do not know, mm. but uh, that is the score that I see currently. Is it going to be uh, the LeBron show here at the end of the game? <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, let's, let's discuss our games that we chose from the previous episode. We had Charlotte versus Orlando. Miami versus Brooklyn, Denver versus Dallas, San Antonio Spurs versus the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm going to just go down Henry's list here first. He chose Orlando over Charlotte. Big mistake. <laughs> Miami over Brooklyn. Big mistake. Uh, but he did get the Denver over Dallas, right? We That was a clean sweep for our three of us. Unfortunately, the Spurs-Pelicans game got... Uh, suspended due to covid related so henry finished one and two for from last episode henry go ahead and take your one shot there uh for those two losses god damn it vucevic couldn't carry me to the promised land (laughs) so henry standing currently is at 13 8 for the season after going one and two last episode phil you you picked orlando wrong choice i was the lone survivor of picking Charlotte there, but he did get Brooklyn and Denver right. Phil went two and one overall record going up every week right now, eight and thirteen. Congratulations there, Phil. But please take your half shot for choosing Orlando wrong. Um, by the way, like that that buzzer beater uh, layup that Gordon Hayward had, I was uh-huh. like so torn between that because one, <laughs> we have the shoot your shot shot segment, which I had uh, Orlando for. Um, mm-hmm. But then also, I have Gordon Hayward on my team, and he put up 39 <laughs> that game. Yeah. So I was like happy and like, what the fuck at the same time? 
So yeah, yeah it, it was it was a bittersweet moment there. Definitely, definitely. But hey, you come up on top two and one there. Uh, my picks, fellas. We have our first undefeated shoot your shot. I went three and zero. Um, and as we discussed last time, the winner will be able to give someone a full shot. Um, oh, we lost Henry here. <laughs> uh, as uh, that happened to me early in this episode. Uh, but uh, Phil, let me go with you. Do you give me your stance on why I should give Henry the shot over you? Honestly, Henry had the worst record this week, so I he believe that I, is true. I, I think he kind of deserves to to <laughs> take this shot. Plus, man, I'm still kind of recovering from the stomach bug from last week, so yeah, I probably shouldn't take this this extra shot. Okay, all right. Well, uh, Henry, since I'm Henry, back. you are back, I want to give you a chance to explain why I should give this shot to Phil over you. Ah, dude, I signed up <laughs> trying not to do this. <laughs> Uh, nothing other than the fact that I took a bullet for you last time, Tim. So that that's your reasoning. That's by the your way, reason. so you the- you want me to be loyal exactly. and have your back when you had my back? Is, is exactly. that is that what Tim? 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 No, no, no! Don't fall into that shit. I know you guys were college roommates, but we've also been friends for a long time. Mm, what I want to say true. here, well, why why Henry deserves to take this shot is he brought mm. up such a ridiculous point last week on this pod where he said that Giannis is his number two <laughs> pick for the MVP. Bro, come on. Come on, you can't bring oh that shit God. up and then not get a fucking backlashing on that. They are third in the East. I don't understand what is so dark. All right, all right. I think I heard enough here. I think I heard enough. Um, the the winner of my shot will be going to drum roll. I will give it to Henry. Oh, yeah. you are the lucky winner. You are the lucky winner. I'll remember. I'll, I'll remember this too. <laughs> I will, Congratulations! I will, I will remember oh, this. Oh man, dude. Bill, I hope you remember this. I, I do. I, I will remember this. I will remember yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, currently the overall standings: Henry and I are tied now at thirteen and eight. Phil is eight and thirteen. All right, fellas, we got another set of four games here on the docket. Uh, Phil, let me start with you. But we got your Clippers versus the Miami Heat. We got the Golden State Warriors versus the Suns. Dallas versus Utah. Lakers versus Boston. Give me your picks for your your shot. Oh, God. Um, this first game, I'm saying that because of my the, the first game, mm-hmm. the Clippers versus Miami. Obviously, Clippers are my team, so I have to choose them, but... That's gonna be a tough game for them because, like, I yep. think Tyler Harrow is gonna be back because he's he's mm-hmm. been day to day for the past few mm-hmm. games. Um, I, th- I have a feeling Jimmy Butler's even gonna be back, dude. It's just, <laughs> it's I like Bad I bet you like you. I bet you like right when we play them, like they're gonna be back, and then we have our three starters out. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just my luck, right? So, but I will mm-hmm. go with the Clippers on this one. Um, mm-hmm. The the second game, Golden State versus Phoenix. Come on. Like, Phoenix is just better than Golden State. They should win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah-Dallas. Uh, I chose Dallas, even though I love Utah. Um, mm-hmm. 
Currently, Phil, uh, the Utah Jazz are beating Dallas Mavericks 75-57 third quarter. Just oh, giving God. you that heads up. <laughs> Don't but tell him the surprise. No, he's, he, he uh, already said he's choosing Dallas here, so you can't go back. Yeah, I know. I chose Dallas yeah. on this. I, I thought, isn't, is Donovan Mitchell out? Yes. I do not know. He is. He's out? Yes, and he's they're out still, And they're correct. still whooping on him? By 20, correct. Wow, okay. Dallas sucks. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a bad choice by me, obviously. Um, but and we'll, then, you never know. We'll see. We'll see, right? Yeah, no. And then Boston and Los Angeles uh, Lakers, I chose Boston just because um, Jason Tatum's finally back. I think that, you know, they're the best team in the East to me uh, mm-hmm. with, with their full squad. So I just chose Boston because I, I believe that LeBron struggles against length, especially wings with length, and they have Jalen Brown and Tatum. So that, mm-hmm. that's the only reason why. Got it. Yeah, and the Lakers finally got their first road loss here against the 76ers. They lost by one point, 107-106. All right, Henry, give me your picks, my friend. Give me your picks. I'm going Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprising. Th- not surprising. <laughs> I mean, Clip. Phil had to say to his Clippers as a true fandom over there. Hey, but, yeah, be I, mean, I told you. I was I told loyal to the Blazers. So. If, exactly. if we have to shoot your shot with yeah. the Clippers in it, I'll always yeah. use the Clippers. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. matter who they're playing. Yep. Uh, I'm going with Golden State. Mm, interesting. Uh, I know Phoenix should win. I am banking on the fact that Devin Booker is still out. <laughs> mm, mm, okay. But okay. it looks like he's probable now, so I might have screwed myself in the butt. <laughs> um, third, I'm going Utah. Mm-hmm. And then fourth, like Phil, I'm going well, LA, Lakers. baby. Got it, got it. All right. Well, I'll be going with the Miami Heat. The Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I think, yeah, the, the, those are a good set of games here coming up. Uh, be interesting to see who wins out there. But, fellas, this is uh, coming. This is an end to our episode here tonight. Um, any parting words for our listeners? Henry, I'll start with you, man. Parting words. Uh, nah, it's just... Uh... Stay safe while I go party and uh, and get into trouble on Friday. Hey, bro, I'll, I'll see you at Mama Lion on Friday. <laughs> That's no longer available. Ah, okay. I'll see you at Gopacha then. Okay. But, yeah, uh, stay safe. Um, L.A. County, your vaccine website is so shitty. Um, who, whoever set that up should be immediately fired. You had nine months to figure this out. And whoever oh, made man. the memes for um, Bernie, Bernie, hire those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Literally hire those guys. <laughs> oh, oh, that was such a good meme. Like, that I was mean, good that, that was, was such good a good one. picture Dude, just to make I, memes I, I, out of. I literally was trying to get vaccination appointments for my parents for two months. It was like trying to buy Coachella tickets. I was refreshing <laughs> every hour to look like if there were spots. And if there were spots, you fill out five pages of information, you get to the end. No and time. Done. Oh. Yeah, and then you got to go all the way back, do the same Redo thing, it. <laughs> Re- f- five pages, no time. And I'm oh, like, man. who the, f- <laughs> who made this? Oh man, Phil, how about you? Any any parting words? I, I know you're in the stock game. Curious of your thoughts with Game GameStop and uh, AMC this week going pretty wild, huh? Uh, it's gonna tank everything. <laughs> 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 it's going to tank everything. <laughs> Uh, last I saw, Wall Street bets Reddit sub 
uh, got shut down or whatnot. Yep, it, did. Um, it did. And then in After Hours, uh, GameStop dropped $100. Um, <laughs> it dropped, not surprising. It not, dropped not like surprising. 30% in After Hours. But anyways, um, outside of that, Tim, I know you won't be with us for the next episode since you're going to be mm-hmm. going off to the Super Bowl. Um, I hope you. I have will fun be there. listening though. I'll be tuning in, fellas. Yeah. So so so, so, so a safe trip. Yes. Yeah, stay safe yeah. out there. Um, and to yeah. our listeners, stay tuned. We have uh, our guest on Jr. Um, he <laughs> came on for me earlier in the season, so he'll be another great guest to have on. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Yeah. Appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Um, for all the listeners, don't miss me too much. I'll be back soon enough, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely will be listening while I'm on the road. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, till next time, guys, have a great rest of your night. Take care. Peace. Peace.